Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchLess.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 22nd, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No. Get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting the site and what we do. Jordan Lyles through a complete game one earned run, uh, I guess complete game one hitter? No. <laughs> is there a freeze for this? One earned run in nine innings. Three hits, zero walks, six Ks. It was against the Tigers. And now he's going to get uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. We're not starting him for that. What was fun, though, is that when I did the whole expected schedules at the beginning of the, the list change, I believe the first week of September, we saw this three-game series of the Tigers uh, for the Orioles. And Jordan Lyles was smack dab in the middle of it. And we circled it. We took red pen and we said, this is what we want to target. And it's so nice for one of those to work out just as planned. I hope you went with it. Great stuff there. Kevin Gosman against the Phillies. Ace is going to ace, essentially. I mean, I can't really say it because he has the highest BABIP of any season over 150 pitches ever. Uh, which is insane. The highest BABIP ever. Uh, so, yeah, that's frustrating. This game, what do you know? Seven base runners in six innings. But he eight strikeouts, zero in runs. That's Kevin Gosman expected to come down next year. I would think it's the most extreme ever. Yeah. Adrian Hauser does not strike out anybody. Zach Wheeler against the Jays. Four innings of shutout ball. He's great. He's good to go. 58 pitches, a little annoying. But Zach Wheeler got four innings with those 58 pitches. He can probably go six with his 70 next time. I mean, that's just how he rolls. 98 on the heater is exceptional and fantastic. You want to see 97 with Wheeler. We got 98. Logan Webb um, and Coors survived. If you had the uh, the brass to go and do that, great stuff. It worked out. We move on. Blake Snell, 29 whiffs. 117 pitches, yes, but 29 whiffs. 34% CSW against the Cardinals. He was flirting with a no-hitter after six. Gave it up in the seventh, but zero in runs, two hits, two walks, 13 strikeouts. Man, it's a beautiful job here for, from Snell of... Sliders down and arm and glove side consistently. Lots of fastballs in the zone. A lot of them hugging the arm side edge as well. Um, but he's in such a good place now. It makes it really tough against the Dodgers. I think you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Good luck, Blake Snell. James Caprillion came through against the Mariners in the best way we have ever seen this season. Seven innings, zero runs, two hits, one walk in six cases. This is the extreme of it. Essentially, if you throw Jimmy Hat out there, you're hoping for five or six of production. Um, you're crossing your fingers for that. This is above and beyond that. This is an exceptional start. This is not what we should be expecting. He gets the Angels next. That's still very, very tenuous. I'll, I'll put him at the bottom of questionable start because maybe that 42% CSW on the changeup is real because he's really just been a fastball slider guy. I, I don't really want to lean into that if I don't have to. Robbie Ray against Oakland. He's got that dog in him, as Rellington would say. Six innings, zero in runs, three hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. 
That's a good rebound against the Oakland Athletics. And we, of course, are just going to keep starting him. Miles Michaelis, you got two starts left now. Okay, you got the Padres here. This is the toughest one left. Six innings, zero and runs. Beautiful. Now you get the Brewers and the Pirates. You got this. Madison Bumgarner somehow went six innings, one run against the Dodgers. I don't understand. I really don't. Curve and Cutter combined for 16% CSW. It, it went his way. He did it. Corey Kluber against the Astros also went his way. Only two strikeouts, but seven innings and one earned run and seven base runners. Good stuff, but it's the Guardians next. I feel like, I don't know, it's it's almost like a cherry bomb right now with Corey Kluber. Jesus Lazardo, 6.2 innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, 11 strikeouts against the Cubs. That's exactly what he was supposed to do. 46, sorry, 41% CSW on the four-seamer, 48 on the curve. Now, the changeup took a step back, which is a little annoying. Uh, and Luzardo is going to get the Mets and Atlanta next. I'm hoping that, you know, I think I'm going to start him for Atlanta. I'm sorry, for Mets, because it's 11 case. I mean, you, you can't not do it, right? Um, I just want the changeup to show up in one of these two starts. The reason for that is I want to feel really good about Luzardo entering next year. And I feel like I need to see the change not go through this valley at the end. Just like one of these two starts have that changeup. I'll be like, okay, cool. Check that box and feel good about Luzardo next year, you know? Bryce Elder showed up for Atlanta, and the reason he's there is because of the whole Strider thing. They wanted to give him some extra rest. So he went against some Washington Nationals, came through 5.2 innings, wanted run forwards, two walks, six Ks. We didn't really know what we were going to see. Bryce Elder, by the way, there was like 90 on his fastball, and it's nothing exciting. It just It's just working against the Marlins and Natty Light. Uh, he's likely not going to get another start. If he does, there's a chance he comes back in the final series if Atlanta is going to rest their starters, and that would mean the Marlins. So... Don't ignore that. But for now, you can uh, forget about it. Chase Anderson had a birthday party against the Red Sox. Good for you, buddy. Um, Luis Severino against the Pirates. This was a questionable one because we didn't know the pitch count. Only 64 pitches. And we didn't know if he'd have his best stuff. And what you know, he had his best stuff. <laughs> um, a tick up in velocity. 64% CSW on the slider. Decent changeup. All here. Five innings. One or got the win against the Pirates. You love to see it. Now you start him. The rest of the way, of course, 64 pitches equates to about 75 to 80 next time. That's good enough for me. Paulo Espino showed up against Atlanta. Not going to start him there, and uh, you're not going to start him uh, against the Marlins now because he doesn't get the Marlins this weekend because he started here. So no thanks. Daniel Lynch, no way. Uh, Dustin May, this has been a very disappointing time. He had this really amazing start against the Marlins. We're all thinking, like, oh my gosh, Dustin May's the greatest thing ever. He's really been inconsistent since. Last start was good. This one was four innings, five in runs, seven hits, two walks, four Ks against the Diamondbacks. So maybe he is just a cherry bomb. Maybe his heaters, I mean, this was was a thing before he got Tommy John, was, yeah, we think the heater is more hittable than it looks with those gifts and everything. The big difference maker back then was the cutter whiffs. So I do wonder um, if this is more of just Tommy John uh, artifacts, right? Like he hasn't fully recovered from We're expecting too much. From a guy who's, well, like five starts back from, from Tommy John at this point. I, uh, you know, so he does get the Padres next. You might want to sit him. I think I kind of still want to do it. I mean, 12 whiffs, 30% CSW here. Um, and then he gets Rocky Road at the end. At the very least, you're going to start him for Rocky Road. But if you're feeling hesitant against the, the Padres for Dustin May, then, then drop him. I mean, you really got to think about it this way 50% of your season. Right? That's what it is. If his season is left. Uh, if you want a guy for 100% of it, or if you want to, you know, really be cycling through that production, especially if you're in, like, the semis and the finals, don't save for the finals if you can't get out of the semis. Make sure you win the semis. 
Figure it out later. Tristan McKenzie against the White Sox, killing it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be wrestling with this one. I think last year I, I was saying um, the guys that I found it hardest to rank were Alec Manoa, Shane McClanahan, Logan Webb, um, and Trevor Rogers. I think were the ones that I struggled the most. Maybe it was also Dylan Cease. And I feel part of my list this year is Tristan McKenzie. And you're like, Nick, what are you talking about? He's just so good. Yes. Slider command is still really weird. And I just don't I don't know how consistent Tristan McKenzie is with this stuff. I mean, he dominated the White Sox. Eight innings, two hundred runs, six hits, zero walks, and thirteen Ks, twenty-three whiffs, forty-six percent CSW. I mean, this was insanely good. And maybe I'm just being really dumb. Maybe really his his curveball command is much better than giving him credit, and the fastball is just harder to hit, and that's how life is, you know? Um I just feel for whatever reason he's more volatile. Maybe I'm just being dumb about it. I'm I'm struggling a little with Tristan McKenzie. I'm curious where people land on it because, I mean, this is what happens is my whole shtick, I mean, here I am rambling, my whole shtick is about, you know, there, there, are, there are some analysts that do a lot of just like, what are, what was his ERA, what was his whip, his like strikeout rates, you know, K-minus walk rates, sure you want to throw in his FIP, all of that, and I get it, like, a lot of times that's much, and I, I get lost in the weeds. That stuff just wins, right? Um, and is correct. And that's why you're going to see Tristan McKenzie just shoot up in the rankings uh, this um, this offseason, right? So right now, it's a 304 ERA, 0.96 whip, 26% K rate, like 6% walk rate, 14% swing strike rate. SFIP is 371, though. I wonder, wonder where that kind of conversation will be. All this stuff, I know I'm kind of throwing away because it's because of an 81% left on base rate for Tristan McKenzie. Uh, XE ray has a 366 with hours. XFIP a 380. Uh, I think that is kind of showcasing a little bit what I'm talking about. 238 BABIP right now. Right? Uh, and I just, I just wonder how much of this is... I don't know. How much are we being seduced by this? I don't know. I'll talk more about it later. Sorry for the tangent. Uh, Lance McCullers, seven innings, two and runs, six hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. He didn't have his curveball, but the slider sinker change worked. And yeah, you're just going to keep starting Lance McCullers here. I think he's, I don't know, uh, kind of like Tristan McKenzie. I don't quite trust him um, to be consistent through a full year next year. Dean Dunning against the Angels, five innings, two and runs, three hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. This is what you want to see. 40% CSW on the slider here. And now he does get the Mariners. Bottom of questionable again. Herman Marquez against the Giants. Don't care. Marcus Stroman against Miami. Sure, it was a poor quality start. Six innings, three and runs. But he still got a one whip of six base runners and seven strikeouts. And just be happy with this. Be good with it. Lance Lynn, really disappointing against the Guardians. Gave you a very, very poor quality start. One of my favorite things that we do is you add a V for every extra base runner if you go six innings and three and runs past nine. So we had ten base runners here, which means you get two Vs here. Um, only three Ks. We only had three whiffs. I'm 44 four seamer stones. That's uh, no, no. You're supposed to have like a 20% swing strike rate, not a 6% or really a 7. That's not it. You just gotta keep starting Lance Lynn. Matt Manning against the Orioles. Yeah, I mean, look, I didn't. I was a detractor of this one, right? I wasn't really saying go and get Matt Manning for it. He was in the questionable start too, but part of the like second half of it. But I wasn't gonna tell you he had five walks. Like I didn't expect that, you know. Uh, <laughs> this was just a really bad evening for Matt Manning. Um, I don't want to be relying on him. I don't think his stuff is that good. Uh, Tucker Davidson against the Rangers. This is honestly like the best start we've seen for him for the Angels. Uh, five innings, three hundred runs, five hits, zero walks, and three Ks. 
Yeah, no. Uh, I'm not going after this. Billy Ober's this was a disappointing one. Five innings, 300 runs, seven hits, one walk, and three Ks. Ten was 25% CSW, 85, 85 pitches. I'm glad he's at 85 pitches. And he had a good fastball. It's just the secondaries really let him down in this one. Uh, and the cool thing about Bailey Ober is that he does throw, you know, he's Bailey Ober Rizzi because he throws in the upper third with his four seamers. But I generally do like his slider. He's developing it decently well. But this was, everything was just middle a lot. And uh, I think I'm still going to go after him against the White Sox. I'm not going to use this one start sample of his secondaries to say like, oh no, now it's not going to work. No, I think I'm going to still do it against the White Sox. Taiwan Walker against the Brewers. This is also a very disappointing one. Six innings, four and runs, six hits, three walks, three Ks. But now he gets Marlins and Heady Light, so you're just going to start it. Like, don't don't get too much in the weeds here. Connor Seabold, you didn't even know he was going to start. <laughs> don't do it. And Ronzi Contreras, I watched this one. I mean, they're in Judge Watch. How can you not? 4.2 innings, 6 runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 10 Ks. So the first inning, uh, Judge hit a double, and, um, and he walked two batters and then allowed a grand slam. And he was nibbling a good amount. He really wasn't able to establish like sliders for strikes he overthrew some of them it was some easy takes in that first inning and then the slider that uh cabrera hit for the grand slam honestly wasn't so bad like i think a lot of times you'll just see that kind of taken and be like okay cool there's kind of a backdoor slider for a strike that makes sense that's kind of what he was trying to do earlier in the counts when he was or earlier at bats when he walked guys so i think it just kind of didn't work out for him and I'm not going to just say, oh, remove the Grand Slam, that's 200 runs. Like, no, you can't do that. Um, and he also allowed two more earned runs along the way. There was one that was, um, you know, there's sometimes he was getting hit with his fastball like he deserved it. All right, fine. Uh, but he earned 19 whiffs, 40% CSW, 10 strikeouts. And, you know, it made me think of the Noah Syndergaard, Aaron Ducastro time. It was 2015, I believe it was June 1st and June 2nd of 2015. I think I got that right. Um, I believe Andrew Kashner against the Mets had like 12 strikeouts and allowed five earned runs. Then the next day, Syndergaard had 10 strikeouts and allowed five earned runs. And I was like, what is going on in life? Uh, and it feels like that here. Um, so it happens. Ronzi's upset, of course, he's not all those earned runs and stuff. But clearly, his stuff is filthy. <laughs> I mean, he gets the Reds next in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, go for it, you know? I, I just want to let you know that with Ronzi Contreras, it's going to be funny to me. Offseason, everyone's going to be like, I don't know if Ronzi Contreras is that good. It's like, guys, he's really good. I mean, yeah, sure, he has some polishing to do with this two-pitch approach. He does have a changeup, but it's, eh. you know, like, he's still really good and you want to start him for it. Okay. Looking forward to today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, because that's what we do. It is Thursday, and I've already gone so long on this one, but I mean, this is the important stuff right now. Justin Verlander, Brandon Woodruff, Shane Bieber, Julio Urias, Max Free, George Kirby, Joe Musgrove, and Zach Gallen are going today. Uh, you're starting all of them. Yes, Zach Gallen against the Dodgers. You do it. Hunter Green is now going today. Okay, so now we've added another person to this probable start tier. I like him better than everyone else because remember, all of them are contentious. Jose Brios against the Rays, Cueto against the Guardians, Jack Flaherty is weird command against the Padres, Martin Perez against Angels, does he have his stuff? I don't know. And Michael Walker against the Yankees, right? I'd rather go with Hunter Green because he's pumping cheese and he has that slider working and it's the Brewers, okay? Questionable start here is Hayden Wesneski. That is our stream pick of the day against the Pirates. I am doing that one. Uh, I am, was so tempted to point in the probable start here, but I don't want to lean too heavily on this small sample to say like, aha, it's going to be definitely going to work. But this is a stream I feel like I'm going to get closer to that goal of 100. I'm very close. I think I'm 92 and 68, or yeah, 68 right now. So eight away, 
Magic numbers eight. We're gonna get we're again there. Uh, but Wisniewski against the Pirates, I'm doing. Mitch Keller on the other side is of consideration too. If it wasn't for Wisniewski, it would be Keller. I don't really trust what he's doing as much, but it could work. Uh, Jameson Tyone against the Red Sox. He's a Toby. Okay. Same with Lorenzen against the Rangers. Kyle Bradish, I don't want to lean on, but I can understand the slider working good enough. I mean, look, Corey Kluber just pulled it off yesterday against the Astros. And Ryan Yarbrough will have an opener which is what makes him kind of appealing for those three, four innings in the middle of this game as he could steal a win against Toronto. In the do not start tier, you have Adrian Martinez, Ranger Suarez, Jose Reno, Josh Winder, and Jonathan Heasley. And you're wondering, hey, wait a second. Uh, isn't Sean Helly, uh, Jelly going? No, nope. he's not. It's just Giants bullpen now. He's been demoted. Uh, for tomorrow, uh, we have Shoei Otani, Garrett Cole. Oh, come on, I misspelled Garrett. Uh, Garrett Cole with two Ts. Come on, Nick. Uh, Alec Manoa, Carlos Rodon, Chris Bassett, uh, Hugh Darvish, Aaron Nola, Joe Ryan, Jeffrey Springs, John Gray, and Andrew Heaney all in that auto start tier. I mean, Andrew Heaney, I know he's limited, but I think he's just still starting him. Springs versus John Gray is an interesting call. I don't know. I have Springs above uh, Gray because he's just been really good, even though it is against the Jays. But John Gray, I mean, 80 pitches or so against the Guardians should be pretty dang good, too. Um, so all that's good. Uh, Carlos Rodon against the Diamondbacks um, should be the number one play. However, he was pushed back because of a cracked nail. So he's been pushed back to today. I don't know if that means two things. One, he could be, it could still affect him in this start. And two, if the Giants will have him on some sort of limited pitch count. So because of those things, I just decided to put him underneath Manoa, Cole, and Otani. The probable start here, you have Brady Singer, Lucas Giolito, and Marcus, Marco Gonzalez. Uh, Singer is going against Gonzalez, and both of them feel like he should just do it. Um, Lucas Giolito gets the Tigers, so hopefully that works out. The questionable start here, uh, Braxton Garrett and Javier Assad, and Jake Odorizzi and Cody Morris are your four streaming options. There used to be Ryan Nelson here too, but he's on the IL now, and we don't really know what Arizona is doing with it. They're not going to be pushing up the starters. They don't. They had a doubleheader, so they aren't able to do that too short of rest. So probably just going to have some mystery starter, maybe a bullpen day for the Diamondbacks, and we don't care about that. But Braxton Garrett's going against the Nationals, and I feel that his slider is good enough that you should do that. Javier Assad is an interesting one against the Pirates. I know his cutter wasn't there last time over the weekend and disappointed you in that matchup, but it's not enough to say like, oh, now his cutter is doomed. So you might want to consider that against the Pirates. Jacob Rizzi against the Phillies. I think his stuff was pretty good last time. 4.2 innings of one run, 5Ks, one walk. He could, he could do that for five or six now um, against the Phillies in another matchup. And Cody Morris against the Rangers. I led with him with Cody Breaker um, earlier this week after his last start. That could work. I mean, he's decent. You know, he's got a decent cutter. Good change it for whiffs. Fastball's okay. Like, it could all work against the Rangers. There's Jose Quintana in the middle of this um, as a cherry bomb against the Dodgers. I have no idea how this one's going to go. So, good luck choosing that one. Jose Urquidy said two bad starts in a row against weak teams, the Angels and the Athletics. Now against the Baltimore Orioles. I just don't know if I trust that one. It's up to you. Um, Eric Fede. I know, don't trust the Feds, but it's against the Marlins, and he's done really well against the Marlins in his career. So... Maybe consider that, and Rich Hill maybe against the Yankees is a cherry bomb, but who knows. Cole Irvin against the Mets, that's too risky for me. Not enough of a ceiling to go after that. Eduardo Rodriguez, just avoid. Just avoid Eduardo Rodriguez. It's the White Sox are better against lefties anyway. Just don't do it. Dean Kramer against the Astros, I don't see that one working out. Jason Alexander maybe goes five innings and 60 pitches against the Reds? No. Bryce Wilson against the Cubs? No. Mike Miner against the Brewers, and Ryan Feltner against the Padres. I'm looking forward to Saturday and Sunday. So, I do want to give a heads up. I haven't fully uh, updated my uh, my ranks for this, but I'm going to give you guys loose ones. or guys that are 
Here, I'm going to be double checking the side, but let's, I'm, I'm just going to do my best here and go through this, okay? So you have Jacob deGrom, Sandy Alcantara, Corbin Burns, Kling Kershaw, um, Framber Valdez, Logan Gilbert, and Kyle Wright in the auto start tier. Uh, for the Yankees, I believe it's not Garrett Cole anymore because he's going on Friday, which would mean it would be Domingo Herman against the Red Sox, and he'll be in the questionable start tier. Um, you have uh, Merrill Kelly and Sonny Gray in that probable start tier. Um, I think that works for me. Merrill Kelly against the Giants and Sonny Gray against the the Angels. That should be fine. If Sonny Gray's okay with a hamstring, keep in mind he would be in the auto start tier, but the hamstring stuff, I don't know if he's going to make that one or if he's good to go, how long they'll put him in for. Um, it could be Louis Varland instead if it is actually on the IL. I believe actually Sonny Gray is on the IL. So Louis Varland is the guy there. Oh, man. I don't know if I want to trust that one after his bad start last time. Probably bottom of questionable start for Louis Varland. In the questionable start tier, you're going to have Reed Demers against the, the Twins. I'm probably going to have Domingo Herman at the start of this questionable start tier. Anibal Sanchez is going to be our streamer against the Marlins. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I That is a tough one. Um, it's uh, actually, you know what? I'm, I take that back because the Cubs are going to go with Wade Miley against the Pirates. And I'm going to likely put him above Anibal Sanchez. I know he didn't do well last time, but they gave him extra rest here. You can argue with some sort of injury. I'm going for it. Let's go. Wade Miley against the Pirates over Anibal Sanchez against the Marlins. Jordan Montgomery's going against the Dodgers. Good luck. I don't know what I'm going to do there. Same with Drew Rasmussen against the Jays. This is a really bad day for pitching. Uh, you have Cal Quantrill against the Rangers. He's, you know, he's a Toby. You have Davis Martin against, against the Tigers, and he just did kind of well. Maybe that works. Yoman Aviedo against the Cubs. Oh, this stuff is interesting, but man, Aviedo is such a cherry bomb. But it is all oh, a cherry bomb is, is a good thing. Like that's a that's generous. Um, the Cubs though. Bailey Falter is going against Atlanta. I really don't want to do that. Nick Pavetta is going to be in here against the Yankees. Oh gosh. Uh, Luis Sessa, is that slider going to be dominating or not? I don't think so against the Brewers. Glenn Otto is a desperate one against the Guardians. His, his command has not been good. And they do not start here. No way. It's Jacob Junis. I cannot do it right now against the Diamondbacks. Mitch White against the Rays. He just doesn't go five innings. Um, he did once, six innings. That was it, really. Um, Drew Hutchinson against Hutchinson. Not, there was no N against the White Sox. No. Sean Manaya against Coors. No. It could be Darvish. It could be swapped with Manaya. We don't really know, but we'll see. Tyler Wells against the Astros, no. Bubich against the uh, Mariners, no. Chad Cool against the Dodgers, uh, sorry, Padres, no. And Ken Waldachuk against the Mets. And looking at Sunday, and I'm probably going to butcher this one too. It's not fully updated, and I apologize. We have Max Scherzer, Dylan Cease, uh, Luis Castillo, Charlie Morton, and Nestor Cortez. I don't know if Shane McClanahan is going to go very questionable given those next spasms. If he does, he gets the Jays again. I think you just got to do it if you have him. It's not going to be Carlos Rodon because he is going to be going on uh, Friday. Um, so that would be Alex Cobb, who's going to be in the probable start tier against Arizona. Nick Lodolo is going against the Brewers. I prefer that one than Alex Cobb. Ross Stripling against the Rays. I prefer Alex Cobb. So there you go. Um, but Ross Stripling is going as well. Edward Cabrera against the Nationals. I'm for that one. Uh, Tyler Anderson against the Cardinals. Pretty easy. It's not going to be Wade Miley. It's going to be uh, Adrian Sampson. Adrian Sampson is going to be the questionable start tier. He could be one of the streamers here. I uh, I prefer Luis Ortiz going against the Cubs. That is a probable start. Go for that. Now, Aaron Ashby, I had originally in the, in the probable start here. It's going to be in the questionable one because he only went 45 pitches, which means about 60, and it's just not enough, I think, to go and chase. Um, you have Luis Garcia against the Orioles. I think I'm going to put them the probable one after his recent start. Um, 
That's fine. Uh, Aaron Savali looked good in the still ill. Curveball usage a little bit weird, but he's going to be the top of questionable start against the Rangers. Adam Wainwright, uh, he's fatigued. Honestly, I might even want to say do not start against the Dodgers. Brian Bayo against the Yankees. That could work. Don't love it. Zach Davies does get the... the uh, I'm just double-checking right now. Yes, he does get the Giants. Changeup is good enough. That could work out. And Kyle Gibson is an absolute cherry bomb against the Atlanta Braves. You have in the do not start to your Jose Suarez against the Twins. I think it's too risky there. Corey Abbott, if you're desperate um, against the Marlins. Um, now, that could be some changing around. And I realize that it likely is. And I need to update my rankings because Josiah Gray is going against the Marlins. Because Paulo Espino showed up. So, change a lot of this. Eric Fede is a desperate one on Saturday. Uh, you have Sunday, Anibal Sanchez. And then you have Josiah Gray on Friday. So, if you're asking Nick, do you like Anibal Sanchez or Luis Ortiz on, on, on Sunday? I prefer Luis Ortiz. Go, 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 go. Josiah Gray is the top of questionable for Friday. I apologize for that one. I'm just catching that now. This is the craziness of this time of the year. Uh, Mike Clevenger in core is absolutely not. JP Sears against the Mets, absolutely not. Um, Austin Voth against the, the Astros, no. Cole Raggins, Kyle Freeland, Tyler Alexander, I'm not doing any of that. And then Dylan Bundy and Zach Greinke were above those guys. Yeah, no, I don't want to be chasing any of them. All right, that is it. So good luck this weekend. I went long on this one because this is the important one. Good luck all weekend long. I think if you're thinking, do I do, do Josiah Gray or not against the Marlins, I'm going to say yes. The breaking balls are just generally good enough, and it's the Marlins, okay? If you decide between Sampson and Luis Ortiz, you go with Luis Ortiz. Go, go, go for that. Sampson's okay. He's not really one that I want to be chasing. I think it's a very boring stream if you do that. Good luck this weekend. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow um, doing the same thing again for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just to reiterate all of it because that's the best thing I can do for you. Um, I think two-star pitchers, it doesn't really work because it goes into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Uh, so it doesn't quite work for, and there's no real reason for me to go over that tomorrow, but good luck this weekend. So my name is Nick Pollock and me your pap is below and your strikeouts high.